good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacks' Furnace with me, Robert. Man, that Mo. Once no again, pee. no, no pee. So the no Smash pee. Bros are back. Smash Bros are, Smash again, Bros are back. Which is actually fitting because they just revealed a new Smash character. Hey. Um, well, it's just two, two, two characters in one. Pyra and Mifra from Xenoblade Chronicles. Do you know what, yeah? I, I, I really wanted to play Xenoblade. Mm. Um, cause it's like I was I was going through and I was looking at the different games that kind of fall into the category that I normally play and Xenoblade kind of fell into it quite nicely. Yeah. So I've been, I've been meaning to play it, but I haven't. But seeing the character kind of jump into thing now, I'm almost like, oh. But on the trailer, I saw the the the, the guy, and I was thinking, what? Shulk. I I don't know his name. Oh yeah, Shulk. 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 But I was like, what? Well, like, is he? Does he make an appearance as them in a fighting? Or, like, what is it? Um, oh, well, 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 he's in the game already. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shulks and Smash Bros. already. And then this is a new character. And, you know, people are a bit upset because um, these, these, oh, well, they're two female characters and they're quite heavily busted. You know, people are like, why are you creating sexualized characters? Fam, these times, if you look at the game, we got Bayonetta, we got what's it there? Zero Suit Samus. Oof. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. And to be honest, it's just a game. But then I think, is it just a game? Am um, I with these am I sexuals and stuff? Yeah. For some people, it's not just a game, isn't it? But, you know, if that's what sells, that's what sells, isn't it? Gonna <laughs> <laughs> them, man. Trust me. All right, one for one? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. All right. So my question for you this week is cool. around anointing oil and anointing water around that kind of thing. Um, is, there any, is there any power that we can ascertain comes from using anointed oil or, or anointed water for um, covering things? That's, this is actually a really nice and practical question that I haven't thought through. Um, so personally, I don't think there is. Um, actually, anointing things, I, I believe that there is a a covenantial relevance to be physically being like I am going to cover this um, but whether or not it is um, it's almost like when people are like no nah, I'm getting serious and I'm going to bust out the oil yeah um, <laughs> but it's like when I'm just doing it before man I, I ain't too too serious that like, man's serious but I ain't that serious um so I don't know. I don't know. I, I definitely see a relevance within the Old Testament. Mm. Um, where like kings were anointed and stuff like that. But um in the New Testament now, we see the apostles casting with the alabaster. No, 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 but after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection in the book of Acts, we don't after the book of Acts, we don't particularly see people anointing people. Yeah. We don't see the apostles, we see them laying hands. And we see a transfer of the Holy Spirit after the after the apostles lay hands on people, but we don't particularly see anointing. 
So even when the apostles cast lots between um, Barnabas and the other guy, mm-hmm. they were just like, yeah, let's just, just pray for him. We're good to go. And even when they appointed the seven to over, overlook the distribution of food, again, it doesn't say that they were anointed. It was just like the apostles laid hand on, hands on them. Um, now, we don't know if those hands were, like, there was oil on the hands or whatever, but um, it doesn't it doesn't say that. Um, and so from a New Covenant perspective, I don't particularly know if um, it, it, has, it has weight. I do recognise its symbolic relevance, um, but I don't, it may be, within the New Testament, it may be like a hollow um, symbol. Yeah. Um, like, like even you're saying that reminds me of like being back in secondary school, like mm-hmm. during like Ash Wednesday services, where, the, mm-hmm. where you get like an ash cross on yeah. your head. Yeah, which which still goes on. Yeah. Um, so in the Anglican tradition, mm. I think Catholic tradition, they they still do that. Yeah. But I know with like African parents, they love to bring out the anointing oil before you go out somewhere. Just um, slobber you with it. <laughs> fam, I remember I went to this African church, and the pastor called me to the front, and absolutely doused me in this thing. I remember just thinking, yo, this is going into my top. <laughs> this is going everywhere. And it, it's it's at the most, it's in the, the most, like, awkward times where, like, what what do I do now? If I go to the bathroom and wipe it off, and my wiping goes annoying off, I'm like, like what am I mm. doing now afterwards? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to navigate. But I think based on the biblical narrative and based on how it, things have played out in the New Testament, yes, Jesus did say the woman of the alabaster jar, she has anointed me for for my burial. And so there there was almost like a, a relevance and a practical element to that. Because after Jesus was um, crucified, when Joseph of Arimathea and um, the other guy, um, ah, the guy that came... Nicodemus, the guy that came by night, when they took his body down, they anointed him with with oils and like prepared him for burial. Um, so I think there was a practical element there. Um, but yeah, after after that, I don't particularly see anointings happening again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's that's actually an interesting challenge on my part because I hadn't thought about it. I, like I I do it, um, but I hadn't actually thought it through, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that is like a symbolic thing that's been passed down. Mm. Um, and if anything, I f- like I feel like the if if there is any power, it's not in the oil itself, but in the person who is anointing the oil yeah. on the person. Yeah, and that power yeah. ultimately comes from God, so. Yeah. yeah yeah like like i think like if, if jesus can like spit spit in earth and use that to, to to like to like um cure someone's blindness then like the things that we use and anoint i don't think that's the the powers don't end that because really yeah. truthfully it's just it's oil it's water <laughs> we just said it's anointed <laughs> like 
you can't like there's no way to ascertain how an if it is or how anointed something is because mm. all symbolism things but yeah i'm happy with that okay um my question is around body image mm. um so let's just say like the babes is like are uh, like self-conscious and that around body image and you're having a conversation with her about that how would you go about affirming her body image um or affirming her as an individual recognizing that yes body changes blah 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 but just kind of thinking through it from a biblical standpoint um mm-hmm. how would you go about that i think oh, i think firstly and most importantly um I would challenge where that body image or her feeling towards her body image comes from. And, um, yeah, and just, and I think I just asked the question, like, how do you feel? Or or like, what do you think God, or or, or like, how do you feel God feels about, about your body and how you look after it? I think I would start there. And then, Okay, so you would you would address how she's taking care of her body. Well, well, uh, yes, yes, yes. I was start there. That's that's very dangerous grounds, you know. I think it depends how you have the conversation and if you have yeah, the conversation with, like, that's like, true. Uh, like if it's the babes, then I feel like I kind of have permission to have those conversations, and like mm-hmm. I don't know how to have those conversations. Because if the babes is feeling chubby. And you're like, how are you handling your body? It's like, are you, are you trying to say, man, just eat, out here eating junk food and blah, blah, I'm not handling my body well? There's levels to eating junk food to, to begin with. Like, I'm like, like, like a pack of crisps here and there is cool. But if you've got like a six pack of what's this and, you finish, and you're finishing it, <laughs> then you might, you might have a problem. <laughs> After the chicken and chips. Yeah. And like, from the grease like, shop in the road. And sometimes you have to have that honest conversation and it'll be like, you know, but I know you're not feeling the best about how, how you look, but let's have a look at what you put into your body. And if it's a thing where you have like hereditary things that cause you to put on more weight, cool. Cool. That's different from you going out and, and, and like having takeout every day. Um, and yeah, so one, God has made all of us. Yeah, and, and I feel like God will be pleased if we are looking after our bodies as stewards over this temple that that He's created for us. Mm. Not to say that you, uh, that you have to have like the strictest of, of of diets all the time, mm-hmm. but there's no reason for anyone to be, be like morbidly obese. There's I don't think there's any excuse for that whatsoever. Mm. And okay. if that means and, and and if that means you have to make some changes, and I, I say you make some changes, I think like if it's my babes, I I would always. Um, make it a we thing as opposed to a, a you thing um, because you know if we are together then it is um both our jobs to, to help you on, a, on, your, on your process it's, it's not for me to say you need to change go off and figure it out it's Ooh. it's it's something that we need to work on together okay so your approach should be initially engaging God in the dialogue as from her perspective as to how she perceives God viewing her body and how she's handling her body. Yeah, because that almost yeah. yeah, 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 because because ultimately that is the number one person who she should be 
thinking about pleasing with her body. Hey, come on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, uh, um, a um, a friend of a friend was was beefing with her boyfriend. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> so what, what what happened? So so like she's been doing like really good. So like she, on on like weight loss, I think she's lost like something crazy like 30 40 pounds or something wow. so like so like she was doing really good with it um and i think that her boyfriend said that yeah yeah you've been doing good but there's still more work to go oh <laughs> in, 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 in that kind of some way and i think she felt away about it um, oh, that's, that's <laughs> definitely understandable boy um but then i think they and and they they they, they talked through afterwards again and the place that he was coming from was that, um, you know, he, he was saying that he plans to spend the rest of his life with her. So he wants to be able to enjoy what he sees in her. Okay, that, that <laughs> that's tricky grounds, man. Are they, are they um, believers? I I couldn't tell you. Okay, because that that is tricky grounds. Because it's the 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 reality is, your partner is not going to stay stay the same physical shape for the entirety of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And if your depend like and if your ability to enjoy her. Um, visually depends on her being in a certain way, a certain way. Yes, I can understand that, but it, what we need to understand as well is that that is an unhealthy amount of pressure mm. to remain at a certain way, otherwise thinking that you won't be attractive to your partner if you go beyond this weight bracket. I'll send a voice note later, and then maybe we can we can we can, we can like chop it up in case I'm yeah. I'm misquoted. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's that's that's head of tricky grounds. It's learning to love your partner as as they are currently, and like not necessarily. Yes, if it's unhealthy, we can we can work through it and stuff like that. But almost saying like, Nandi, I need you at this. Yeah, it's it's a bit. Mm, it's just it's tricky grounds, but yeah. Mm. What if your partner gives you permission to to say that that you're not satisfied with how they look? Then I would I would question where that's first. I'd question where that's coming from. And then work work more so towards a work more so towards a place where we are both comfortable with who we are, even whilst we are working towards where our physical goals we're trying to work towards. Um, mm. And yeah, so I, I, yeah, yeah, I know that some people are like, yeah, like you were a certain way when you got me. You need to remain that certain, way. and that that all sounds good and all of them things there. But I just personally believe and haven't seen it played out in my life, like me placing weight upon myself it doesn't promote a good um relationship with your body mm. you almost just see it as like i just need you to pattern up to do this so that i can be attractive without acknowledging that there is still beauty at whatever way you're at mm. does this mean you're never going to strive to have a six-pack again like I I I believe that, so I view my body as I am a steward of this body, and part of that stewardship is 
um, like eating, treating it right, sleeping, self care. Um, but I don't, I don't particularly believe that a six pack is part of is part of that self care. So if if it won't be my intention to get a six pack, but it will be my intention to exercise. Mm. And so if by virtue of me exercising, I get a six pack, cool. But one thing I know for sure is that my wife is not waiting for me to get a six pack in order for that, her to love me. That she's told you of. I know for a fact she's not. <laughs> I know for a fact she's not waiting for me to get to a certain like weight, um, physique or anything for her to love me. I can confirm this to be true. Come on. And I'm not just saying that because she's in the room. Like we've had this conversation where I was like. I need to look a certain way to be attractive for you. And she's like, bro, like, I know that physically you're going to change and I love you for who you are and how you are. I just want, she just wants me to be comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. And so that's, for me, that's a much healthier position to be in. Um, and then it, when I do get into a healthy lifestyle, I'm not doing it out of fear that she might run away or something like that. So yeah, for me, it's it's I'm not getting a six pack would be nice, but it's not actually like priority for me. So I've gained I've gained weight over lockdown, but I realized that I I I put in work, the diets, the exercise, and I dropped weight. I went back to like my um, martial arts days weight, and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I actually don't like the way I look. Mm. After I'd, after I'd lost the weight that I thought, yes, I want to lose this weight, I lost everything. And I was like, bro, I actually don't like the way I look. I don't like it. So I gained it again. And now it's, it's more so a situation of, all right, let me get to a comfortable weight and just maintain it. And so it's trying to balance a lifestyle and like exercise and just stuff to get to a healthy weight. And with knowing that my wife isn't like waiting for me to get to that weight to be able to love me or enjoy me or anything like that, I'm like, cool. Like, let's let's put in the work. But if it takes a year, it takes a year. Like, it's, it's no rush. I'm not gonna beat myself up <laughs> to get to wherever. And that's what true love looks like. Come on. Oh, wonderful. Alright, let's get into the topic for today. Yes, sir. Um, so yesterday I mm-hmm. watched the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Judas the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. It was like a biopic um retelling like based on the true story of Fred Hammond, who was the head of the Black Panther Party in Chicago. Oh, when you said Fred Hammond, I thought it was the gospel singer. Bro. <laughs> wait, wait, is, is, is his name Fred Hammond? Yeah, the gospel singer is Fred Hammond. I'm not, I'm, I'm the not. The guy that sang... Um, Fred Hampton, Fred no, Hampton. Oh, Fred Hampton, okay. Sorry. I thought we were talking about the guy that sang No Weapon Formed Against Me Shall Prosper and them things there. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so Fred Hampton was... Uh, okay, so, so he didn't found the Black Panther Party but he was the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party. Oh. And yeah, and so the movie is just about um, him and then um, this guy, just like a black guy, who got arrested for stealing the car. And instead of going to prison, the like, police officer said, if you can get us information about what, what the Black Panther Party are doing, we will not, we will not um, um, send you to prison. 
and yeah, it was just one of those like racially tense things. Yeah. Um, Fred Hampton died at 21. Fraw. Yeah, like they saw him as a threat because of everything that he was doing. So like, so like he was one of those black radicals. Come on. And yeah, it was it was a really powerful watch. Um, so that's one part of what I want to talk about today. Ooh. Oh, it was something inspired. Second thing, earlier that day, I had seen this um, statistic which shocked me. Actually, actually, I saw two, two, statistics, two statistics that day. The first one was great. Do you know what the highest grossing game is of all time? I'm assuming GTA. You're correct. Okay. GTA 5. Mm-hmm. Has amassed six billion dollars. I'm not surprised. To be fair, I'm not surprised. When I saw that, I was like, "Whoa!" And and that's the highest-grossing game, film, or music album ever to have to have come out. Um, because them man ride it, you know. When GTA drops, like there's a good two, three years. I think GTA Five has been out for like four, five years. Oh, just that game and alone has got them six, six billion. <sighs> But they poured in, they poured in funds. Mm. They poured in racks. I think, I think, not even racks, M's. I think as it was like four mil or something like that went into the development of that game. I've actually, I think it was double digits that went into the development of that game. Um, and so yeah, they they've put in work. That's actually crazy. But yeah, the second statistic I found that day was that um, over lockdown in the UK, there have been 100,000 at-home abortions. Really? Yep. So what's been happening is they've been been sending women pills through letterbox, and and so they've been able to have abortions at home. Wow. And they were talking about, and so this was like something that happened because of the lockdown happening, but they're talking about making it like a, um, a permanent thing. That, that mm. people can like go and have abortions at home, and I found that so crazy. One, I found mm. that one, I didn't even know that was happening, and two, I found it, 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 was, it just seemed like such a crazy number of 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 deaths that were being done, yeah. and it did make me feel away. And then after like watching like um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm. It just got me thinking, like, there are so many things, like, as Christians that, like, we don't stand for, shouldn't stand for. Mm. Um, should we be getting more radical with putting an end to things that are anti-Christian in the communities and the countries that we live in? <sighs> Man, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because it's... Yes, this this country has presented historically as being a Christian country. But I personally feel as though it has moved so far from that um, historical context that I can't look at this country and be like, yeah, this country is a Christian country. Because in, in all... In the way that it presents, it, it, it's far from it. And obviously, with democracy and everything like that, where it's being shaped more and more so by the people who are living in it, as opposed to just 
a governing rule just imposed on the people. And so in that degree, it, it's it's cool. Um, but I, I struggle with, um, with the notion of the church imposing its belief on people who haven't agreed to live, live by it. So it's like, as, as, as the nation Israel, the nation had agreed to live by these commandments. Um, but then couldn't it be argued that they went and, and took over other places, so those places were forced to live the, 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 the Israel way? But they, they took over those places. They, con- they conquered those places and then imposed their rules on them. That that was like the law of the land back in the day, where kings went up to war and conquered, and it was, it was just a thing that was done. But when Israel were now conquered, they were subject to the laws of the people they were conquered by, by the um, Greeks, not um, by like the Persians and Babylonians and stuff like that. They were under their rule, and so unless the conquering nation permitted the Jews to be able to worship in a manner that adhered to what they'd been doing, they couldn't do it. Obviously, we have, we've got, like, the prophet Daniel, who still went and prayed five times a day, opening his window, and a story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were thrown into fire and stuff. But literally, that that is an example of not following the, the abiding and the presiding rule of the conquering nation. Um, and so I my I struggle with it, especially when Christians are going about um, social justice. Um, it has to be something that is democratic. It has to be something within this or within this structure of um, of government. It has to be democratic in that there has to be it has to be a joint force, um, and it has to be for the common good. And other people need to buy into it, as opposed to being imposed on people. But okay, so right now we live we live in in a, in a democracy. Mm-hmm. But there's really nothing stopping us like taking over, if we chose to, and if we did, then uh, the, the, the democracy is stopping us from taking over. No, 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 because like democracy is is, is what's in place now, but but it, it wasn't something that was, that was always in place. And then, and that means that it doesn't always have to be in place in the future. I hear you, and I hear your argument, um, and it is a very logical one. But I don't, I don't see it playing out in that manner. And the reason I don't see it playing out in that manner is because the very same fact that democracy is in place, I see it as democracy will prevent an authoritarian rule from coming in unless we try to come in with some revolution um, yeah on some um coup some like um revolt tip where man them just run up into parliament and just dash uh what's his name um what's what's that boris johnson just dashes into the floor and just like yeah like man i, I run this now and the, um, and the amount of firepower and that that you you would need for that is is ridiculous. I, f- I feel like it might. I just want it feels like it might be for the greater good. <laughs> but hey, you you say that now, but picture you get, because Hitler was a Christian. He wanted to be a priest. And what happened? 
he got rejected. So it was like, one you, let me kill the Jews. That that's that's like a crude summation of what happened. But bro, you you can get you can get like some someone who presents as Christian and can like rail afford the doctrines or whatever. And then he gets a little piece of power and it's like, yeah, you know what? Bano you you man still. Man's about to be on some pentagram stuff. Nah bro, that's oh that's why I need a fivefold leadership of people who are Hey man took it there. Yeah man. But that's that's kind of what um parliament is meant to be. Now parliament are pagans. And so so um from my understanding, the Puritans who were living in UK, England back in the day. Um, they shifted, they really put in work to shift the power from the king to a democracy under the guise of allow the people to rule the people as opposed to a monarchy, just imposing its rule and its reign on the people. Mm. And so Christians moved it away from the monarchy to a, to a parliament, thinking that this would be much more fair on the individuals and um, the monarchy will still have a say but like the people are going to govern themselves and even in that with um the puritans and like the quakers and all of them guys dead but doing them things in, in parliament like apparently the some of the rules that they had in place was very much based around christian ethics and laws and stuff but it was very biased and unfair. So, like, if um, if you are found to be breaking the Sabbath, you are fined like a whole year's wage. And apparently, breaking the Sabbath included like playing football and stuff. Oh. You are fined a whole year's wage, and if on Christmas Day you were having a feast, you were fined. Why? Because apparently it's like wasteful, given to the poor, blah, and so it was all like underpinned by Christian thought. Um, but the lengths to which they went to adhere to them was very excessive, to the point where people started to dislike both them and Christianity. Well, not much has changed, to be honest. People still don't like Christianity. And so when I was when I was in the classroom where they were teaching this. People are legit, like, just falling short saying born Christians. And I was like, yo. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like for the greater good, we just need to take over. <laughs> but you could you could almost argue, Muslims can argue that for the greater good, them man just need to put in Sharia law. Yeah, they'll rock out and see who wins. And then the, the one who wins gets to make the laws. Hey, fam, you know what, yeah, man, them man, I ain't trying to fight with them man there, for my love. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Them men are willing to suck well, let me just some of them men are willing to strap things to their chest and go like that, yeah. I know the Bible says to live as to, to live as Christ and to die as gain and that, but some yeah, it's 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 a madness. So so um so if there was like a religious war you would you you wouldn't take part in it? Oh fam, I'm involved. Pardon? I'm involved. <laughs> I'm so involved. And I think it, it, it will be it will be a calculated involvement. Um, Carl Man still got a family in that, like 
I, I gotta make sure that everyone's all right. Um, they win the war, then then it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure there's people on the other side thinking the exact same thing. Um, I think I think my part would be very would be a tactical one, but also would be one that would be very much in, in line with like God. What are you saying? Um, are you saying we scuff it out? Uh, cool. Let's 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 do this and we get the local dusters and that like we can get this happening. But uh, yeah, I think I think it would be more. Um, I think mine would be more conversational. To be fair, mm. I'm always like, yeah, nah, lads, let's talk. We can we can get to the bottom of this, guys. Yeah, we ain't gotta do this, man. Do you think God will ever tell us to um that to, to, like go and fight someone? I don't think so. No. So, so Honestly, like, I don't to, think so. So, so we have to win, win everyone over with love. Yes. Because, like, even when Jesus said to the disciples, like, rah, get the strength, get the shanks, yeah? It's about to get Pete. When Peter, drew, when Peter reached for the shank, he was like, nah, fam, what are you doing? Put it away. And then he healed the guy. And even with the disciples and them, like, we, we do not see anywhere in the New Testament one of Jesus' disciples fighting. Um, I mean, the brothers were, were like, ready to, like, rain down and then they were rebuked. They no, were but, rebuked. but if they're ready to, to to do it, surely that means they must have done it before to know that 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 they could do it. Nah, so my 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 thought is more so that they went around like healing and casting out demons at them too. There, obviously, them man had read Elijah's story and that, and them man got gassed. I should go down fire and that, like just like we then chill. Um, so that's that's more so alongside my thoughts, um, <laughs> but potentially they may have. The Bible doesn't give us enough. At least once. I think the Bible practiced. didn't. <laughs> yeah, the Bible hasn't given us enough insight to be able to say yes or no. Um, but because of that, I'm I am fairly confident or comfortable to say no. Um, but yeah, it's I, I don't I don't see I don't see. Um, within the New Testament, any um, open doors, yeah, open doors to be able to get into a fight um, over faith. Um, And so I'm I'm happy to be like, all right, it will be be demonstrated through power, but it won't be a physical human power, um, but rather a demonstration of the spirit. and I'm happy to be like, all right, let's let's look to that. It's not easy sometimes, you know. It's not easy. Uh, it's, it's not. not easy. It's not. It's, it's not easy living in this world. But... And it's them ones where, as well as like um, the Mars, mm-hmm. like Mandem legit laying down their lives for the faith and just like not fighting back and them things there and it's now obviously some of them try to fight back or whatever but i'm very much just like yeah that that's a different level of trust and reliance on god that do you think you're there very much depends on the situation um with a family and everything i don't i don't want to be there but yeah very much depends on the situation Mm. if i can get out of it please well if we're not able to be violent in like our takeovers what makes peaceful protest any better if it's 
isn't that still us trying to impose our desires onto the society that we live in just non-violently no so i think it's more so opening the channels for conversation um and hoping to bring about that change through dialogue as opposed to imposing it so peaceful protests is very much like yo we we want change this can't happen and we want to go by in a way that is almost like not not necessarily mutually agreeable but in a way that like all of us band forward to go to to move forward with this as opposed to someone running upon you with a machete and just being like you've got to change this or else yeah, i think i prefer the first one but that's just me that's just me i guess we just have to wait for god to come and do his thing um, knowing that he will make things right it's not amen. easy amen it's not it's not this it's like i I've, I've heard narratives of people saying like christianity is easy um then <laughs> you're doing it right <laughs> yeah christianity is easy and they're just like oh um all like different elements of Christianity or being married, just having one wife, blah, 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 this and that, like, you man got it good, it's easy. I'm, like, sometimes I'm just like, eh, nah, nah, fam, nah, it's not. Nah, it's not. Because it's like, yes, there's grace. Yes, like, we're saved by grace through faith, not by works that any man can boast. But the reality is like, yo, sanctification is is a very dying to self is a very very difficult process yeah and we have work to do as christians it's not just about just just this taking everything we've got you know we've got a mission we've got a purpose that needs to be done and so with it playing out it's just yeah with how it plays out it's it's a bit of a sticky one still but you know what? It'll be worth it in the end when we get all the crowns and all the glory. We'll not get the glory. Get it and partake in God's glory. And then we get to lay it down. Yes. Amen. You know, I think we're, we're, we're going around a, a bit of a short episode today. But anyway, hookups? Um, I had a hookup. I forgot that now. Okay, well, she'll be remembering. I want to hook up a friend's YouTube page. Ooh. Come on. So it is called Tola Talks. That's T O L A Talks. T A L K S. Yep, my friend Henrietta from university has started a YouTube channel hey. where she talks. Where she talks about what purpose, purpose, something and something. Yeah, go check it out. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you're very convincing, fam. Very convincing. I know, right? Well, she's having it in the description. Well, I have watched all the videos. Um, okay. It's good. It's good. She just she starts. She's starting now. She's like six, 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 six or seven videos in. But it should be good. So go support, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, my thing. Yeah. So this this comes with a little backstory. My wife bought me. So I've always wanted a record player. Like the old school record, like the vinyl stuff, ones, yeah. vinyl things, yeah. And my wife bought it for me for Valentine's Day. Oh, 
Yeah, what did you get for her? I got her flowers. What is it, Moses? Bro, bro, or pasta bro. flowers. Or pasta bro, no, 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 no. The hookup that I dropped last week was the place I got the flowers from. And yo, these flowers, yeah. Like, I haven't seen my wife this excited over me getting her flowers before. Like, that's, and I've been getting her flowers for a while. Like, she's always appreciative of the flowers. But when these, then this bunch came through, the gasness was different. Oh. The gasness was different. And so if you, if you didn't check out Ave Blooms from last week's hookup, please go and check it out. It's still on, the, it's still on uh, Instagram. And I spoke, Mother's Day, hey, she, just, she just said the thing, Mother's Day is coming. I spoke to the woman who runs it. And she's like, I thought it may just be a, a, a Valentine's. She's like, no, nah, it's, it's, it's up and running because she's a wedding planning. Um, she does like wedding planning and stuff, but obviously lockdown has just discombobulated everything in it. So she's having to tap into other, other, other parts of her strengths. And this is one of them. And she does a very good job. So it's up and running. So yeah, jump on it. Um, but oh, now I've forgotten the whole thing again. We're talking about your Valentine's thing. Yes, you got a record player. Um, and like, bro, the sounds, like the vibes, is is gassing me. So again, I know, I know that like digital, us not got Spotify. You just pay the Spotify thing and you, you've got like an unlimited library. You can download all of them things there, like digital cameras. You can just snap away and then just format the thing, like drawing on tablets, like unlimited amount of paper, all of them things there. But there is something about going back to the basics, to the analog, that really like just gives it an extra level of sweetness it's like when you're drawing on a piece of paper with a pencil and you feel that tactileness it's like you actually need to use an eraser to rub things out and you're involved in it when you're so yeah my my hookup isn't necessarily like an actual thing but it's just take take like a digital detox so that's that's my hookup a digital detox not from social media like a digital detox try replace the digital whatever with more analog stuff and them things there that's that's my hookup a digital detox but after cool. you listen to this podcast car you're listening about digital stuff in it and just yeah. do it for one week just do it for one week and obviously hookups is at the end of the thing so you would have been through it anyways do it for one week so that next you can you can listen to the next the next episode we should get vinyls of the podcast and sell those now. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I'm just picturing the the the, the graphics from Instagram living on the on the vinyl covers. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Copyright may just do us a madness, no, but, but that'd be sick. We have to just like change the color, change the size, and it's it's like a whole original piece oh, of. No. Art. Do you know what, yeah? I'm I'm putting in work with Illustrator at the minute, so I can just whip it up from scratch. Just mm. use that as inspiration and that, and just whip it up from scratch. All right, let's get out of here. Um, shout out to Reed for the intro, outro music. Calvin Turner, Audrey, amazing logo. 
Twitter at Furnace UK, Instagram TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksons First No Apostrophe. On all good podcast apps has an apps. The Blacksons First No Apostrophe. That's it. That's it. Hopefully, Peter will be back next week. He wasn't here because it was my fault because I was late. Oh, is that why he couldn't make it? Oh, I assume that's why he wasn't here. Nah, that's from what from what he said, I don't think that's it. But yeah, yeah, I should have let you carry that guilt, but it's cool. But see, God doesn't let his children carry guilt that's not death to carry. I like the way you flipped that. I like the way you flipped that. I great good. I great good. I can't lie. I like the way you flipped that. All right, cuz. Cool. I guess this is the Black Spurs for this side. Now. Blah. The Dukes.